welcome to another episode of Two Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Brantley. And I'm Albert. We're going to do a series this week, Brantley. <gasps> I'm not going to hide it from you that it's a series, that there's like more movies because it's just like numbers. We're going to be talking about the Deathstalker movies. Okay. And we kick them off with Deathstalker from 1983. Okay. Fun year for movies. Or fun era. Yes. Uh, this is a sort of Conan the Barbarian ripoff type movie series. I'm actually not sure when the original Conan came out. But Isn't one of these in the new MST3K? No. It's in the old MST3K. I've seen that one then. That's Doctor Through the end. 3, I think? The one with the, like, the, the crystal? I don't know. We'll find out when we get there. Okay. Deathstalker 1. Because I just watched that like a month ago. <laughs> starts as a great warrior known as Deathstalker. Because, obviously, I guess. Yeah, that's how these movies work. The sword and, sand, sword and sorcery movies. He kind of sounds like a like a slasher villain. Like, if you didn't know it was sword and sorcery, you could you could believe, like, oh, the Deathstalker walks tonight. That One or, year ago. I was getting more, like, especially because it's the 80s, like, a... This is a post, like, cyberpunk, like, bounty hunter. Oh, yeah? I He's can the see that. Death Stalker. I mean, you could argue, like, you could probably imagine a basically Conan-type story being set in the post-apocalyptic Mad Max future. So, Commandi at Earth's End. Or what it wanted to be, at least. I do not remember enough about that. It's real bad. Okay. Read normal Commandi. It's just decent. Also, it's hilarious because in the future there's like animal people mutants, but whatever. Anyway, a great warrior known as Deathstalker hears his destiny from a witch named Toralva. In Don't go witch... to witches. I mean, you need you need some kind of a plot MacGuffin person to tell you what you're going to do in those the future. Do you? In this story, yes, you okay. do. In which he must find the three, quote-unquote, powers of creation, which will grant him, or whoever has them, unlimited power and immortality. So that would be fission, fusion, and gravity? I mean, magnetism might also be. I think that's in more of an, like... Maybe. Magnetism is way more power powerful than gravity. There's just not very many planet-sized magnets. God, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> It'd just be ripping the universe towards itself. Well, everything that's ferromagnetic, though. Yeah. If there was a planet... I wonder... Okay. Stars are magnetic. They're magnetic. I don't know if you can have something that big have, like, a cohesive single magnetic Also, field. it would be heating up, and that doesn't heat... Does heat increase or reduce magnetism? Heat I think it reduces. reduces. So, yeah. I And... For those of you who are thinking about writing in, we're aware that the Earth has a magnetic field. The Sun, I think, has one. Not all planets do. Yeah, that's part of why we have an uh, atmosphere. But it's not like the entire planet is a single whole magnet. Just it the iron at the way. core. Right. Or nickel? I don't think we actually know. It is theorized. Um, Big solid thing way down there. So these three items which will grant him unlimited power and immortality are a chalice. Holy Grail, got it. An amulet. Philosopher's Stone got it. And the Sword of Justice. Excalibur got it. Which he sets out to find and recover. Probably goes with the sword first because that makes the most sense. The amulet and chalice 
are already owned by evil sorcerer Munkar. See, he has to get the sword. Who is also, is also... this a monkey man? Because I want him to be a monkey man real bad. Us. That's I was I was wondering why this name sounded so awesome, and now I realize it's because it's almost monkey. Yeah. Probably not. Oh, that's sad. I mean, we were re- referencing the fact that one of these is covered by MST3K, the classic MST3K. Yeah, there weren't a lot of monkey people in that movie. The, you could have done a, a great skit with Bobo <laughs> and Monkar, but obviously... Well, Monkar's not around for, the, in that, for this one, I'm assuming. No, I think that he probably doesn't recur throughout the movies, although I'm not 100% sure about that. I'm just fitting it into that yeah. slot. Anyway, Monkar is also seeking the Sword of Justice and gain unlimited power himself. That sentence, just, I'm going to read the whole sentence again. There's, an, there's a two missing. And <laughs> two gain. By the way, this person does the horrifyingly bizarre thing of, instead of using the word and, they're all ampersands. Okay. It's okay, I guess, except like, by the time you've hit shift and reached up to hit the ampersand key, you could have written and, like, two times. It just bugs me as a stylistic choice. So, the Chalice Ampersand Amulet are already owned by evil sorcerer Munkar, who is also seeking the Sword of Justice, Ampersand, gain unlimited power himself. Kama, (laughs) having deposed the rightful king, form his throne. The evil Munkar now rules the entire kingdom. He killed the king and made a chair out of him? This guy's super evil. But it was sorcery, so he just like magicked him into a chair. Yeah, at the end, everybody I gets turned back on into... your king. It's like Bowser turning everyone into bricks. I love that you continue to bring that up. I actually told Ashley about that weird fun fact that in like one of the original Mario's, the official explanation for the bricks was that it was the former inhabitants of the Mushroom Kingdom. And you're smashing them because you're a psychopath. I mean, Bowser helped. You don't yeah, have to great. smash all of them. That's a choice that you as the player can I know, make. that's what I'm saying. You, not Mario necessarily, you are a psychopath. Monkar is holding a tournament in which his successor will be named. I guess not into the, like, having an heir the traditional way. He's like, well, I'm going to die eventually even though I have... Wait. Unless he's, like, body He doesn't have the thing that's going to rant... He has two of the things that will grant unlimited power and immortality. You would think that they would come with quite a bit of power and long life. Well, I'm assuming... My my guess is that he is planning to body hop into the Grey Warrior that comes. Oh, like that's a good call. Grant that. I like that. So my new heir. And then just takes the body and is like, And now for funsies, I shall also call myself Munkar. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Maybe that's why there's so many Caesars in Rome. Is that is that an Edgar Allan Poe story? About the guy who does the body hopping, like, a super old dude who gets, like, a, like a super young guy, and he's like, uh, I have chosen, I have no sons, and you seem like a really great kid. I'm going to give you all of my money. And the guy's like, okay, awesome, I guess. And he's like, sign all of these papers that to allow you to take legal ownership of literally everything I have. And the guy's like, great. And at the end of the story, he wakes up and he's in the old man's body. And he's like, oh no! (laughs) 
And then the old man walks out into the street and gets hit by a carriage or something. I think that's a real short story. I don't know okay. if it's Edgar Allan Poe. That seems more overt than the supernatural stuff he writes about. Yeah, it might not be Edgar Allan Poe. Anyway, <clears throat> the tournament featuring the greatest warriors in the kingdom, who all fight ampersand kill each other until one is left ampersand. I need you to stop pronouncing it. I hate it so much! Okay, fine. Who will all fight and kill each other until one is left, and that warrior will inherit Munkar's throne and power. Yeah. There's gonna body hopping to them. Totally body hopping. Nothing else makes sense with this guy as we're assuming he is, personality-wise. Deathstalker decides the Although tournament... Although why he didn't body hop at the king, I'm not sure, but it's probably just a plot hole in the movie. Well... Let's, let's, or he didn't have the things yet. It gets weirder because good. Deathstalker decides to, the tournament is a good way to get close to Munkar. Uh, yes. Finn, decent idea, gets him like gives him a reason Hood, to yeah. fight and stuff, and we need him to fight with other people. And enters, but the evil sorcerer has the tournament rigged in his favor. And has no intention of surrendering his power, which raises the question for me. Wait, so he's entering the tournament himself? He's entering the tournament himself, which will allow people to potentially take his power. He's not going to surrender the power. You're the ultimate king. Why are you holding this tournament in the first place? Is this like a tradition here? I mean, that's the most reasonable explanation. Like whenever the old king dies, they have to have a tournament to... You know, might makes right to use the new king. I mean, I can see that. Like, you're at least going to get somebody who's good at something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like... Although, there's there's a reasonable... The idea of monarchy, you could see sort of, like, how it makes some kind of sense. It was like, okay, this started out with the guy who was able to beat, beat a bunch of other people to become the ultimate ruler in the land. Mm-hmm. He's got some good genes. Probably his son will have some of those good genes. So you can see, like, where it gets started, yeah. and then it just never, ever stops. But that's it for Deathstalker 1. Oh. Moving on to Deathstalker 2. The restocking. From 1987. Now, they waited four years to make Deathstalker 2. I'm going to point out that in Deathstalker 3, they're, like, immediately the next year after. And I don't know, I don't have the year for Deathstalker 4 out, so I, I overlooked that for some reason. <laughs> in Deathstalker 2, Deathstalker... Helps Rena the Seer out of a few jams. I just want to say that the way you said that, it sounded like Deathstalker was the subtitle. Deathstalker 2, Deathstalker. <laughs> anyway, so it helps uh, Seer out of uh, some jams? Yes, he helps her out of a few jams. Alright. What kind of jams do you think she's in? It doesn't uh, say here, I'm just curious. Does he like unclog her toilet? And <laughs> I was going more for uh, Spaceballs reference, but only one man would give me the raspberry. <laughs> She solicits his help for a bigger task, though, after he helps her. She reveals that she is actually Princess Evie. Which I can't tell if that's an upgrade from being Rena the Seer. It's like Rena the Seer has some powers, one would assume. Yeah, but Seers tend to lead, Like, especially in these kinds of movies, they live in a hut in the middle of the woods. Right. Whereas Princess... At least has Day Castle. money, probably hot. Yeah. Definitely, I can tell you. It's a princess. All the people in these movies are going for hotness. I think some of them are missing the mark. Literal previous porn stars. Hey, um, haven't seen them. I just know a lot of the reviews I read mentioned like, and this one, boy, 
The, the lady who plays the hot lady in this does not compare to the lady that played the hot lady in the previous one. So that's, that's a draw for these. Of course it is. So she's actually Princess Evie. She was posing as Rena the Seer. But the evil sorcerer had her abducted and cloned in order to seize control of the kingdom. Okay. I'm assuming it's magic cloning. Not like... <laughs> you know, future science cloning, like the evil sorcerer kidnaps her, yeah, makes the, herself or himself look like her so that he can be Probably has an underling that he, unless he literally makes a magic clone. Oh, I was assuming that he was the, per, like he was making, he or she, so it doesn't say sorceress, so I guess we'll go with he, um, is making himself look like Princess Evie so he can be in charge. Once the king dies? Together they travel to the evil sorcerer's stronghold to restore the princess to her rightful position, encountering challenges along the way. Both Solve from, my puzzle. Both from the sorcerer's goons and the fierce Amazon women! I like this premise where it's just like, we gotta get to a place. There's gonna be some bad guys in the way. Some of them might have to do with the quest we're doing. Some of them might just be random people who <laughs> want to kill us because we're living in that kind of world. Yeah. You could have not anything, but like monsters and like weird plant things. And it could, it, you could almost do like a fantasy Star Trek with this type of yeah. premise where it's like, what weird, wacky cultural I mean, that's, today? That's basically Xena Warrior Princess. Or Hercules Legendary but, Okay. Uh, starts off Greek, and by the end, Xena has murdered basically all pagan pantheons. Like, that becomes her job at the last season, is to hunt down the pagan So she's gods. just god of war. No, she kills Ares, who wants to bone her, or murder her, or both, or sometimes both at the same time. There's, like, lesbian subtext to that show, right? After, at a certain point, it's not being subtext when they start making out. Oh, I didn't they realize that lot and it went a few far times. enough for them. Like, it's not like full the... makeup, but they have kissed on the mouth a couple times. Okay. And they do bathe together a lot. <laughs> Next up, we have Deathstalkers and the Warriors from Hell, a.k.a. Deathstalker 3. Sounds like an a, either a bad or a fun band. Oh, it's like, hello, ladies and gentlemen, we are Deathstalkers and the Warriors from hell. They're either trying too hard or they're like Power Wolf and they're just like being ridiculous on purpose. Is Can you tell the difference anymore? Sometimes. Okay. The third thrilling saga... Oh. The thr third thrilling saga of Deathstalker... That's not how sagas work. They're not thrilling or... Saga of Deathstalker? Like you have like the one saga. Especially if it's just the one character. I don't write these, Brantley. It's the next thrilling chapter I, in the saga Sometimes of I pick them because they are bad and they don't know what they're talking about. So, yes. Fine. Um, I don't know why I'm defending it. You're right. It's stupid. It's <laughs> not another saga. You defending it and said it was stupid. That's why you chose it. Well, okay. Here, Here is a more reasonable defense. Okay. We talked about earlier that these are, in fact, sort of potentially... Stories where it's just Deathstalker trying to get to place, do a thing, has little adventures along the way. That's basically the one I saw. So it's basically any given code. It could be a saga. Game. You could say that that each individual one is a saga. That's if you wanted to defend this. Fair. Anyway, the third thrilling saga of Deathstalker pits him against 
You were on I silent. paused for effect and your phone went off. I swear to God, you, what are you doing, phone? I will turn you off if I have to. Hush. Anyway. Silencio. That's staying in. Quiet. Pensive against the evil wizard and ruler of the Southland. I was going to pause and have you guess what kind of villain we were going to have because it's been evil magic people up yeah. until now. And it's still evil magic people. Well, it's because the hero, he uses the sword because that's a noble weapon. Whereas magic is trickery and not something that a you know a full-on fighter who's heroic can do. Okay. I like that. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Also, it gives him like an underdog, even though he, you know he's the hero, so he always wins. But dude has magic. Other two dudes had magic too, and they didn't do anything. But dude has magic. Well, also his magic can pro- allows him to have people under his Thrall. control. Well, and that, but also like he's just in charge of some other people who can do damage. Mm-hmm. So you get like your sort of hierarchy of dudes that maybe Deathstalker can fight through. I also made a mistake because I stopped after Southland. Uh, but that's a comma. So it's pits him against the evil wizard, ruler of the Southland, Troxardes. That's a yeah, hard I think this say. is the one that's on MSC3K. And his band of undead warriors, which is a cool twist. Yeah, this is the one from... Dashing Death... Well, I'll, I'll read through it yeah, then no. since you know it already. Dashing Deathstalker is entrusted... I mean, let us decide if he's dashing or not. He's not. <laughs> he's entrusted by the beautiful princess Carissa... Kind of. Kind of beautiful? Kind of interesting. Is that arguable? Oh. No, she's pretty. Oh. To protect an enchanted jewel, one of the th- one of three, which together hold the key to this lost city of treasure. Have We're- you seen this episode of MC3K? I've seen, like, the beginning. Okay. I, s- I started watching and I was like, oh, I'm going to do a Death Soccer episode. I don't want to miss it. I won't watch the rest of this. Apparently, so, you weren't so considerate of, to know psychically that I was going to do Sometimes I need this. to watch the movies to fall asleep, man. So he has a gem, and the villain has a gem, and the villain wants his gem. And then he gets it, he puts it together, and then, there's a third! <laughs> and it's hilarious. I don't think it's meant to be, but it's hilarious. I think that they're supposed to be sort of over the top. Yeah. I don't know if it's... Nobody's underplaying anything. intentional comedy? But there's, yeah, there's some campiness to it. It's like that seems semi. You're, if you're making a movie called Deathstalker, where the main character literally probably left subtlety behind. And what I love is he doesn't have a name, as far as I can tell. He's just Deathstalker, and he says that completely unironically. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, "Hi, he's, I'm Deathstalker." And it's like, uh, "Who are you, Deathstalker?" <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no!" And they're like, "Yay!" <laughs> Depending on their alignment. <laughs> I liked also that this is a retread of the plot of the first movie where he had to get three different things. Yeah. Although apparently he already has one in this one. Uh, He has a wizard friend who I guess is in one of the previous movies who has it on his person. And then he just kind of, or no, the princess has it and then passes it to him. It's not all, I would like to point out for those of you who are listening, I have not seen this. But another thing that was mentioned in all the reviews is that Deathstalker is not always played by the same guy. Oh, interesting. It's like... One guy in the first movie, and then I think the same guy might have come back for three and four. Okay. Uh, I don't know exactly how often it changes hands. I don't think it's different every movie, but it's it's not always I'd the same guy. I'd accept that if a Deathstalker was like a title. That'd be interesting. Kind of like Could a uh, Dry Pirate Rabbit situation. Yeah, or Maybe. they just don't have real strong continuity. I mean, probably that, but... At I'm all? Tr- I'm trying to help the movie for once. <laughs> so he's entrusted to protect an enchanted jewel, one of the three... As I mentioned, which hold mm-hmm. the key to the lost city of treasure, Arendor. 
The missing pair of gems are stashed all too safely in the heavily guarded castle of the wicked Troxardes. His mission clear, Deathstalker rouses his troops and... Troops! Come on, man! I he thought you were... He doesn't. He doesn't? He doesn't. Like, he finds some villagers like, hey, let's go do some things. Also, he teams up with the, with the dead people. Okay. Like, he's killed one of the people, and one of them's like, it's Deathstalker! He killed me! That's He's excited because awesome. no one else had beaten him. He's like, this dude's awesome! Okay. Well, supposedly, he rallies his troops and storms the fortress with the power of lightning for some reason. You know about this, so I guess I can't ask you. I don't remember any lightning. <laughs> it says with the power of lightning. I think they're lying. Well, I may have forgotten. Cut some stuff him. from the episode, although usually they don't cut like plot stuff. Yeah. MST3K would occasionally cover stuff that was like a little bit too racy for what they what their demographic was. So mm-hmm. it's like all the nudity's cut. Yeah. In his fateful battle, one man will survive to witness the magical secrets of Arendor. Or sorry, in this fateful battle. I'm going to assume it's Deathstalker. I mean, there's a sequel. so Because there's Deathstalker 4. Yeah. March of the Titans. It begins as a contest of strength. The challenge of competition. Luring far... Luring fighters from far away to a hilltop castle. And they call it a thumb war. <laughs> it's double, double elimination arm wrestling. I will say, Deathstalker 3, redoing the plot of Deathstalker 1. Deathstalker 4, redoing the plot of Deathstalker 2. Right? Was there or no, Deathstalker... No, I'm sorry, Deathstalker... These are both doing the plot of Deathstalker 1. Because Deathstalker 1 had the three things that Deathstalker 3 recreated. Rule 3, right. And then Deathstalker 1 also had the big tournament that would let everybody rule the land if they won. Which I assume Deathstalker 1... One. Well, it's not a tournament. It's like a fight at the end. Right. It's like the battle. But if he beats the guy who was holding the tournament, shouldn't he then become the king? I don't understand how feudalism Yeah, he just kind of wanders off. Also, we don't ever see the mystical city. Because they're in a castle, and then it's like, we got the gems, and it shows us where the thing are. They all look impressed and amazed, and they're still just standing in a dirt brown castle. We're talking about Death Soccer 4 now, bro. I, I haven't seen that one. We hope. So they're going to have this turn or strength challenge of competition. So Deathstalker leads the contestants or combatants. I'm sorry. Deathstalker leads the combatants, leads them like leads them to the contest or he's in the lead. I think he's in the lead. Okay. It's like a tournament. But only to discover that the winners of which he is one are disappearing one by one. One would assume that he's the main winner, but he doesn't disappear first because it's his Unless story. there's like sub brackets and then they were like, oh, like winner of the each axe of these brackets. throwing competition but, and the sword fighting competition and the mud wrestling more, you know, while you're to, naked competition. You know, Only so, ladies get under this one. So <laughs> you more so it's like, so this doesn't take all day. We're going to split you up and have different tournaments going on at the same time. And the winner of those will then come down for the true tournament tomorrow. Okay. Deathstalker must defend his remaining comrades, his life, and his newfound love in battle against an evil army of stone warriors and the wicked queen who created them. Alright. It sounds awesome. It sounds like 
again, it's repeat of the original Deathstalker. Like, there's a tournament to get the best warriors in the land out of the way. So, but this one makes a little more sense, at least in that way, right? Um, or like maybe she's turning the victors into her new strong warriors. That's a possibility too, or at least taking their powers. Like and the reason using the, their the, the tournament existing makes more sense here. Because the first one, I still don't fully understand why the tournament was there if the main villain's in it. Which, but he's rigged it so he can win. Yes. Which, if the tournament was already a thing, that part makes sense. Kind of. And this one, it's... I'm guessing she threw the tournament, or maybe the tournament was already going on, and she's like, we'll steal the victors to make soldiers out of. Made out of stone. I assume that it was just like a Great Escape kind of mistake. Have you seen The Great Escape? I have not. So The Great Escape is a movie based on the premise that in World War II, there's a lot of prisoners of war, and the Germans had trouble with some of these guys escaping over and over. (laughs) So their brilliant idea was, let's build a prison and put all of the escapists into the prison. And of course, when you put all of the really good escapists into the prison, they pull their resources and talents together and they escape. And then some of them die at the That's end anyway. That's basically Rocker Raccoon's backstory, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was designed as a guard for an uh, like a super max prison in space. And he was made to be an expert on escaping so that nobody could get past him. And he wanted to leave, so he left. <laughs> it's a little easier when you're the guard. Yeah, no, which is why there's that, uh, you know, like every time they need to break out of somewhere, he's like, I have a plan. Because he's an expert. He know He's programmed with knowledge of how to escape almost any situation. I like that they didn't make that explicit in the movies. No, he's just, he's good at it. Because you don't like need to go into He's good at it. You don't have to. You know he was taken apart and put together. He literally says that. You know, you can see the cybernetics and he doesn't know what a raccoon is. Yes. And there's also the, like, not everything has to be explained in backstory. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the one thing about Star Wars that feels kind of annoying is, A, they can't. They can't just tell a story. Like any other movie, like they could practically just tell you the ending and be like, yeah, but still go see it anyway. I, I wish that Star Wars didn't have to navigate the world of people trying to figure out what's going to happen and feel like they have to beat those people. That's why Solo is my favorite Star Wars movie. It's just a space western dream. And it over. doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's we already... Like you can spoil the end of Solo if you want to, and I'm sure somebody would have got mad. But it doesn't well, Star matter. Fandoms. Yeah, they, they're mad that it exists and also mad that it's not what they want anyways. Well, that too. <laughs> yes, but uh, it wouldn't really make a difference. I mean, you could tell from the trailer that he's going to get betrayed because Woody Harrelson tells him in the trailer, always assume everybody's going to betray you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take that much of a, a brilliant mind to think, oh, maybe somebody's going to betray him at the end of this. But uh, you're, you're correct about that. That's That's what the weight of the... Like the main trilogy things have. I heard mm-hmm. that they've reshot the ending of Rise of Skywalker like 15 times. They have 15 different endings. And it's either A, because they don't have a good one, or B, <laughs> because they're so, so paranoid about leaks and people figuring things out. And like, what if somebody figures the thing out like a week before? The movie goes live, we have to have an ending to swap in, just in case, that nobody thought of? That's not how you tell you mean a story, that guys! Is secretly the daughter of the Emperor? No, you thought of that one, so they have- yeah. they've, <laughs> Somebody at Disney no. is scrapping this furiously. Don't get, them, get rid of that one! 
Ah, uh, Ray is time travel daughter of what's his face? The okay, I know they're Adam not, Driver. I know they're not going to, but I just think it would be hilarious if just they would send different endings to random theaters, like the Clue movie. Yeah, they would, would never do that because they that wouldn't would piss off their fans. They'll they'll keep the midichlorians in. I mean, I, well, that for was... Baby Yoda. I guess. Did they say midichlorians? No, they didn't. They didn't oh, say the word. Go. I have to say, I was telling you earlier about my problems. Spoilers, I guess, for The Mandalorian. We're done with the Deathstalker stuff. If you want to shut us off, you can. We're going to talk <laughs> about The Mandalorian for a minute now. Mandalorian, it's Star Wars time. I, there's only two episodes out as we record this. In the second episode, Baby Yoda, not literally Yoda, but... A baby of Yoda's race. Whatever that race is called, it might be called Yoda's. Space goblins. Um, he's 50 years old, but he's so still a dumb baby. If his name is if their name is Yoda. I think that's... Also, everyone in the in the Jedi Council is a racist. Maybe? Master Yoda. That's like, you know, Obi-Wan or being there's Master like, Human. Or it's a very, very, like, small race. Like, there's, like, just... It's essentially, like, a family of these things that still exists. Mm. I mean, it, that could be. Um, but whatever this thing is that looks exactly like Yoda, but it's a baby, but it's 50 years old, uh, has Force powers. That's annoying to me because it implies that Yoda wasn't great because of all the wisdom that he had to impart to Luke. How and, strong is the baby? Uh, it lifts up something that's like twice the size of a buffalo. Size matters not, but... But it does to everybody also, else who's not Yoda. he's years old. He might have gotten some training, especially because the Jedi... No, 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 like he's a, a baby baby. Like, you he's said he, in a little bassinet. No, I know. I, I've seen the pictures, but you said okay. he's 50 years old. Maybe that... I don't know how this species works. What, I don't know who's been giving him food. I don't... <laughs> like, they don't go into that. The problem is, the implication for Star Wars as a whole is really annoying to me. The fact that... Okay, now just genetically, these people are telekinetic. Again, that's not a new thing. It's not a new thing because you of have the, the kid. You have the kid it. in uh, the Last Jedi at the end, where he just moves the broom with his hand. He just right, but there, there's nothing. Uh, there's Luke. no indication that he got that from his dad. And we don't know that this thing's is Yoda's kid. We don't. No, he's just a member of that species who has force powers. But it's it the only really other strong. Yoda thing we've ever seen. Who's also uh, super powerful. I think there's in the one force. on the Council in Episode One. I, think I like thought a... that Yoda had something that might have been, uh, like there was this weird, like albino-looking Yoda. Yeah, from that, that might be one. what I'm Might have been his protege, but that's not explained. I'm sure. I'm. I, I will go on Wikipedia later and look it up. I'm sure somebody it's... has a backstory on it. But Yoda has a lot of backstories. It just sort of shows up for a second and he's gone. This is a character mm -hmm. that has apparently massive force powers. It's annoying to me within the context of Star Wars. As a storyline, Bounty Hunter and the baby with telekinetic powers is awesome. <laughs> like, I'm looking forward to more Mandalorian, but when you get Star Wars and you have this insanely in-depth interconnected world that people have tried to go even more in depth with in like extended universe stuff and figuring out how the economy works and all of that. <laughs> it just sort of becomes belabored by the weight of everything else that you're trying to make fit. I, 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 ex I love what I've seen of the Mandalorian mm -hmm. so far, but I don't, like, I don't actually care that it's related to star Wars. It's neat. I like the imagery. Which is stuff. why I like solo. <laughs> There is the neat, there is the great touch in The Mandalorian where this, there's like 
ex Empire stuff because it's after Jedi. Mm-hmm. So they're like he's hired by people who are from the Empire, but like the stormtroopers. Yeah, this is like before the rise of the First Order, right? Yeah, so they're like in their their stormtrooper armor is super dirty. Mm-hmm. You're not a hundred percent sure if they are stormtroopers or if they're just some guys that found a cache of stormtrooper stuff, right, right. or it probably is like pieces of the empire remaining but they're clearly just now like you know another set of warlords or whatever Mm -hmm. being dealt with and that is i I, you know it's neat to have that imagery in there if you don't have to think too much about it once you think too much about it well they haven't done a good enough job so it doesn't fall apart a little bit that's okay i mean stars as a whole is like that yeah most things are like that actually but still but most things don't, like, most things, especially, like, the smaller universe is, you can imply things mm-hmm. that happened outside, and then people will be like, oh, I wonder what that was like. And they sort of fill it in with their head. Yeah. When you actually tell them what it was like, then then you have to justify all a bunch Which of other stuff. Which is why I completely stand behind Disney just being like, EU is out. Oh, definitely, yeah. Because way too much baggage for a company that hasn't been and dealing with that. you want to go that. forward as well. Want to go forward, especially because there were already, like, I think four layers of canon with Star Wars before Disney bought it. There was G-Canon, which was George Lucas saying, this is what's canon, that was the movies, some of the games, and then trickle down from there. Like, the movies, TV shows, Clone Wars, some maybe? games. Yeah, car- cartoons were allowed. That was part of actual canon. And then below that, you had game canon. And they would tie in. Unless the movies or shows overwrit them. And then below that, you had books. And below that, you had comics. And yep. then Disney's just like, no, those are legends. It's no. fine. They didn't... It didn't hurt anything anyway, right? To get rid of... Like, it's I mean, not it hurt like, fanboys' feelings. Yeah, well, they all still went to see Force Awakens because it made so much money. I mean, yeah, and they also wanted to be mad about it. Well. <laughs> I, I get more and more annoyed by Force Awakens every single time I watch it. I went back and watched it today, and I'm like, eh, I'm annoyed with this. I mean, yeah. That's it, though. <laughs> That's all of our show about movies we haven't seen, and I guess sometimes movies we have seen, and TV shows we've seen. I haven't seen The Mandalorian. <laughs> That's fair. I've just spoiled it for you, apparently. It's really worth It's not, like... I mean, there's two episodes. So far, it's not a plotty episode or show <laughs> anyway. It's just, like... Here's this cool bounty hunter doing things kind of in the Star Wars fabric. Uh, they've done really well with him. He uh, He's exactly cool enough and fragile enough Is so he that Boba? you care. I don't know. Okay. They don't, nobody calls him Boba Fett. They just call him the Mandalorian. So. Okay. Uh, anyway, yes, like I said, we'll be back next week, probably with some Christmas stuff. Because that's coming up. Yeah. And we've already recorded it. So definitely with some Christmas stuff. Don't spoil the surprise. Tell your friends. Bye, guys.